This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. everybody welcome to spin control episode 58 motivation in this week's episode i've got some knitting spinning sewing a little conversation about how i have been finding my motivation i'm going to put my spin on an online class i'm taking from craftsy and whatever else comes into my mind but of course as always we should kick this off with some updates The first update is on my recording schedule. Wow. I said I was going to record every two weeks, and here it is four weeks later, and I'm just now finding time to record. But let me tell you why. Because normally what happens is whenever I have the opportunity where no family's around or, you know, the joyful boy is totally distracted, that is when I squeeze in recording an episode. But as of late... Every time I find those private moments, I've been doing top secret crafting in honor of the boy's birthday. So it's kind of kept me away from recording. Right now, I'm actually sitting in my car waiting for itty bitty to finish a parade and there's absolutely no crafting to be done inside my car. So I figured I better take this opportunity to record this episode. (laughs) I know, right? Squeezing it in anywhere we can. As soon as the top secret craft project is done, then I should have no issues recording every two weeks. I know that's crazy, right? I'm almost done, but we'll talk a little bit more about that in Spinning My Wheels. In addition, in updates, I have an event update. If you recall, last year, in the April time frame, I went to Camp Kip, and this year, it is completely official, I'm going to both sessions of Camp Kip. And I just found out that both Sessions 1 and Session 2 have a couple open slots. Session 1 for sure still does. So if you were at all interested and debating back and forth over whether or not to go to Camp Kip, if you're still interested, definitely check out the website and see if there's any open slots. I believe she's closing registration on the 15th of March. So there's definitely time to still squeeze in and get in there and get your deposit in if you wanted to go. But I'll be there officially, session one and session two, the second to last week in April, and I hope to see some of you there. Alrighty, that's all I've got this week in updates, so I guess it's time to get this podcast started. Alright, so in this episode, in Spin a Tale, I don't have any quirky, quippy little stories about my family. But what I do have is a little conversation about where I've been finding my motivation. So I thought I would get myself all sorts of organized and ready to go and start this year off right. But I was like completely mojo-less and had no motivation to start anything, to finish anything, to do anything. And really up until like the middle of February, I crafted very little. I didn't clean anything. I didn't organize anything. There was very little going on. I just was hanging out with the family, trying to get my groove back, and I think I found it. So what has been motivating me lately? <sighs> um, I've mostly been motivated by doing things for other people. 
I kind of got the craft bug back when I decided that I was going to make a super duper top secret quilt for the joyful boy. And that really got the juices flowing and got my creativity going because I was working without a pattern, going with some existing materials and just kind of winging it. In addition, I really want to finish some stuff. I was taking an inventory of my unfinished projects and I have like three pair of socks on the needles, a blanket I wanted to crochet that I've got one whopping square done, uh, itty bitty. I started those monsters for her and like they're, all I have to do is knit the arms and legs and they're done. So that's motivating me. I am going to pretty much spend the month of March finishing. I totally, totally wanted to have the motivation to knit and craft right along with Miss Calendar in her finishuary, but that didn't happen. And uh, farch just kind of sounds too stupid, so we're not going to call it that. <laughs> but I'm going to spend my month of March catching up and doing my finishuary goodness. And that is currently where I have found my motivation. I'm finishing some projects that I had started. There's a few things I really want to get done. They've been lingering for a couple years. And I think once I clear my plate of all those things, I should be able to get back to my checklist of all the stuff I want to make this year. I owe every member of my family, primary members, I think we've talked about this before, a pair of socks. If I didn't give birth to you or choose to spend the rest of my life with you, I'm not knitting you socks. You remember that? So the three of them, my favorites, they each need a pair of socks. I need to cast on a knit, the joyful boy, another sweater. And I would like to make myself another sweater. And I also have it in my mind that I want to design a sweater. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. But that is totally, totally information for another episode. But for now, I am going to get motivated to finish some things that I've started. And if I don't finish them, I'm going to find the appropriate way to dispose of them, either ripping back or just straight up throwing away so I can organize my life and renew my sense of motivation. Alrighty, that's what I got this week in Spin a Tale. Hopefully you guys are not having the same troubles I am finding your motivation. Right now in my life, I find myself all spun up about bluegrass music. Mostly contemporary bluegrass, but man, I have no idea how it happened, but I am all about some bluegrass these days and it makes me very, very happy. That's how I've spent most of my commute time is listening to bluegrass and I don't know, something about a little banjo is really, really making me happy. I actually think that the itch for bluegrass started with the joyful boy. While I was deployed, he learned how to play the guitar so that he could learn how to play a song for me. And that song is Wagon Wheel by Old Crow Medicine Show. If you haven't heard Old Crow Medicine Show, you should give him a listen. I've got a couple favorites. Them plus the Abbott Brothers. They make me very, very happy. They have some great songs. And I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be playing an Old Crow Medicine Show song at the end of this episode. And that will definitely, definitely bring me a lot of joy. And I hope it brings you a lot of joy too. So that's what's got me all spun up this week. Contemporary bluegrass. I don't know. It's just making me happy these days.
In this episode, I am going to put my spin on Craftsy. Craftsy, if you do not know, is an online resource for craft instruction. It's basically an online resource built around the idea of teaching various crafts in an online setting. And I'd heard about it a million times, but never really had, I guess, the nerve to try it. Because for most of the crafts that I do, I've never taken a formal class on any of it. Cool thing's been a little different because of the speed at which I wanted to get things done. I felt taking a class would be the best way to get myself started on that. But I can't even remember where I was, got an email or saw an advertisement that there was a free course being offered on Craftsy. So I'm like, oh, you know, what is it like a little one minute quick paper folding class or something? But I was surprised to find out that the free course was a block of the month course for quilting. So I figured I would sign up and try this free course because there was nothing to lose, right? I like free. We've talked about this before. I'm kind of cheap. So, so far, this block of the month, it's set up where you do two blocks a month. When you've finished all the blocks, the course actually takes you through everything, everything all the way through binding the quilt. So that's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about it. So they release two blocks a month. I've already done, I've worked on the January and February blocks. And I want to give you an assessment of how I'm finding this online interaction so far. The course is set up where each quilt block has like a 30-minute video of instruction that goes along with that block. And in addition, there's course material for every block that gives you written instructions to go along with the video material. So, you know me, I'm kind of picky. I am actually quite impressed with the quality of the course, even for a free course. And I'm working off a couple of assumptions here. I'm working on the assumption that the quality of all the courses is the same as this free course, or better, because, you know, I'm an optimist, right? <laughs> anyway, the video quality of the instruction material is pretty darn good. And you know me, I'm very, very picky. All the audio is fantastic. The editing is done beautifully. The instruction actually matches what you're seeing on the video. And it's very clear and concise and easy to follow along with, which has been really cool. I have enjoyed it a lot. So I've been able to watch the video portion one time and then take the paper instructions and complete the block with the combination of the two things. And for a beginning quilter, I, that says a lot, I think, that I've been able to do that with just that little bit of instruction. There's no one there. I have not had the need to ask questions. Everything's been really clear. But another thing that Craftsy offers, I guess, with all their courses, is the ability to interact with the instructors and the other students taking the same course. So they have like an online community bulletin board or whatever that you can type your questions and chit chat with each other. And so far, I am really impressed. And if you have ever considered trying a Craftsy course, I think this is a great option. It's a free course, it lasts like a year, and you're not out anything if you decide that you can't stand this way of receiving instruction. So I recommend trying this Craftsy course. I'm thoroughly enjoying it, and I'll talk more about the stuff I'm making in a later segment. Alrighty then, and now it is on to spinning my wheels. And I've been crafting my butt off for like the last month which is awesome because I felt like in the last two episodes or so, 
the spinning my wheels portion of the show has been a little bit, you know, lacking, but that's all right. I'm making up for lost time and it feels really, really good. So in spinning, I worked pretty diligently on my sheep to shoe from Blue Moon Fiber Arts and I got it all spun up and plied and I am super duper happy with the results. I ended up with about 406 yards of three ply sock yarn and it's pretty consistent and a very, very smooth finish, super soft. And I think I'm going to absolutely love knitting that into socks for myself. It worked out really well. That was the first product that I spun on my Sequoia wheel and that wheel did pretty well for me, made me very, very happy. And I think that unless it's a big project, because I don't have like a ton of bobbins or anything, Unless it's a really big project, I am not going to have any issues with spinning on that wheel. I absolutely adore it. It spins like a dream, and it's made me very, 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 very happy. Since I finished the Sheep to Shoe, I have moved on to the alpaca that my joyful boy got me for Christmas. And what happened was last weekend, me and about six of the girls from my knit group went to our friend Aaron's house, and we watched the Christmas episode of Doctor Who that she saved on her DVR for me because my spouse got rid of my BBC America on our cable and I have not been able to watch Doctor Who as I intended. So she saved that episode for me on the DVR and a bunch of us got together, took our wheels and watched that episode and just hung out for like three hours and I got a good start on the alpaca. I spent about two ounces while we were there and it made me really happy. It's spinning up like a dream. The fiber is totally prepared and ready to spin right out of the bat. No pre-drafting or anything is necessary. And that, I think what I'm going to do, just by the way it wants to spin up, is I'm spinning for like a light worsted two-ply. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it, but I really like it. I have about 12 and a half ounces of that, and it should spin up in no time. It's making me very super happy. I like it a lot, and it's just going along like wonderful. In the past, I've had experiences with alpaca where it kind of like is all over the place. It makes a huge mess. But the way she has this prepped, it's not getting all over everything. And it's making me very, very happy. I'm thoroughly enjoying spinning that. The next thing I'm planning on tackling after the alpaca is my rhomboli fleece. That thing is driving me insane. And I think what I've decided is that I'm just going to spin it. I'm just going to spin it. I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to spin it. And I'm not going to try to think too hard about it. I'm just going to do it and I'm going to get it done. It really likes to be spun fine. I don't want to spin it so fine that my hands like cramp up because the staple length is only about two to four inches. It's actually really short. This is closer to like a two inch staple length on this fiber. And it drives me insane. And I think I might have said it before, but I think it was a little bit over processed when I sent it away. And so it's really kind of being a pain in my butt to spin, but I'm just going to get it done. I need to get a few things out of my craft area so that I'm not moving them across country when we relocate this coming summer. I'm not sure if I told you about that, but we're moving this coming summer. We're going to Maryland for my last military assignment. And I really just don't want to tote that fleece in unspun form across country. I would much rather take yarn with me. Well, that's really all I've been doing on the spinning tip. I'm really enjoying it, and uh, it's been a lot of fun getting back into it, and it's making me pretty happy. So what else has been going on? I'm going to go on to knitting, because there really hasn't been a whole lot going on there. Um, gosh, what was I even working on? 
Oh, so like the only thing I've really been knitting on, or the only thing I had really been knitting on since I got back from my deployment, was a scrappy lengthwise scarf that I'm making out of all my leftover Rocking Sock Club yarn skeins. And that's a lot of fun, and it's easy, and I can take it to knit night and just knit on it and not even have to think about it. I really like the rhythmic motion of the linen stitch. And it's easy for me to work on without having to concentrate on it. And now that I'm a better knitter, it, even if I get distracted, I can look back down on it and figure out what I was doing. So that's made me really, really happy. But I don't know why I did this. God, I told you earlier about all that stuff that I need to finish. And instead of working on that stuff that I needed to finish, I cast on another pair of socks. One of my knit girls, Heather, hey girl, I love you. She and I got this Tweety Sock yarn probably two years ago when we went to a local yarn store, Kirkwood Knittery, and saw Franklin Habit give a little talk. And there was this basket of Tweety Sock yarn sitting on the table, and, you know, she and I have this little sock yarn addiction. No big deal. So we each got a skein, and we decided we're going to do a tweet-along. So I cast on a pair of tweet-along socks. We're actually doing very, very fitting pattern. It's entitled Twisted Tweed. And I created a um, thingy for it. A thingy. You know, a thingy. I created a project page for it on my Ravelry. If you want to go check it out. It's knitting up really, really easy. It's a super-duper easy pattern. And it's making a very neat effect. And I'm enjoying that. And aside from getting ready to tackle all the finishing stuff, not a whole lot else is going on in knitting these days. But let's move on to the last section. Quilting. I've been quilting like a fiend. First off, since the last episode, I have managed to do... The first four quilt blocks from the, the Craftsy course, the Block of the Month crafty, Craftsy course. And those have been super duper fun. I will have to take pictures of those and post those in the What Have You Been Sewing thread on the podcast group on Ravelry. Because those have been a lot of fun. Like, when you first look at the block, you're like, oh my god, that's so complicated. There's no way I'm going to be able to do that. But then you get through all the course, you're like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe how easy this is. The first two blocks were what they call slash blocks, and I'd never really heard of that before, but that's a cool and easy technique. And then the second set of blocks, block three and four, were half square triangles, which was cool. Two totally different ways to use half square triangles, and that's a lot of fun. And instead of going out and buying a bunch of fabric, what I decided I was going to do was work from my stash, because I have that little addiction to remnants and fat quarters. So I figured that because my color taste is pretty similar in just about everything I pick out, that I would have enough to make a nice little scrappy quilt. So that's what I'm doing. Oh, and that's not it. So let's talk about my super duper top secret sewing project. This is the Joyful Boy's birthday quilt. He doesn't really know what's coming because I have managed, like in 15, 20-minute blocks, to create an entire quilt top for him. And so far, I've got to the point of pin basting it. It's a square quilt top, about 78 inches by 78 inches. I just kind of went because this was being built from scraps. Let me tell you a little bit more about it. He doesn't really need a quilt. However, in 2008, his grandmother passed away. And this woman was the light of his life. And I knew, like when I married him, that I would always be second to Grandma Cake. He loves that woman. And it was really, really a pretty crushing blow when she passed away. But when I was helping his mother clean out Grandma Cake's closet, we I noted that she had a whole ton of flannel shirts. 
So what I did was I took all those shirts, salvaged as much possible material as I could from her flannel shirts. That is what I'm using to make this quilt for my husband. I am making him pretty much a memorial quilt out of Grandma's flannels. And I think he's going to love it. His birthday is March 15th, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to have the chance to get it done by March 15th. Because I completed the quilt top, got my quilt sandwich made, squared everything up, and pin basted the whole thing. And because I'm doing this on the sly and doing super duper top secret quilting, I am not going to be able to move my sewing machine out into the living room to the giant table where I would if I was going to quilt it traditionally. So what I've decided to do is like not quilting or tie quilting, but that's cool because it's all, almost all of it is recovered flannel material and it's super duper stretchy and soft. And I think it'd end up super duper wonky if I tried to machine quilt it. So I'm just going to not quilt it and not quilt it. K-N-O-T, not the negative form. K-N-O-T. I'm going to tie quilt it and then just use the backing for the binding. And that should be awesome. And I hope he loves it. I'm really thoroughly enjoying it. I haven't been working with a pattern. I just pretty much cut out the largest squares I could out of this fabric. And the center, I think, is 16 blocks, 16 nine-inch squares of fabric. I alternated between black, some black flannel that I already had in my stash, and the salvage flannel shirt material the plaids so it's pretty cool and then I did like a black border and then a flannel strip border I mean and then a plaid flannel strip border and then black again it's pretty cool I'll have to take pictures of it posted it's, I think he's gonna love it and it's certainly been a lot of fun to quilt on the sly behind his back it's been great I've thoroughly enjoyed it and I think he's gonna love it alrighty see I've been crafting my little tail off and hopefully I'll have a lot more to report again next week so, that's all I got this week. I'm spinning my wheels. Okay, now it is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control. I actually feel pretty good about this episode, and it, I think it was definitely worth the wait. I had a lot of crafting to report back. Got spun up about some good stuff. Hopefully I found my mojo, and I'll be able to keep it. And all will be right with the world again. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode, and hello to all my new listeners, and thank you very much to all the returning listeners for coming back and sticking with me through the past almost year of little back and forth that we've had. I'm not going anywhere. I am back in it for the long run, and I hope you are still enjoying it as much as I am enjoying recording it. The parade that I just finished waiting for. It looks like the very, very first segments are starting to round the corner and approach this parking lot, so it's time for me to be done for sure. And this week's song is going to be Wagon Wheel by Old Crow Medicine Show, and like I said before, my spouse learned it because he said, this is our song. We never had a song before, but now this is it. I hope you enjoy it, and I will be sure to link to everything we talked about in the show notes. But until next time, as always, you can check the show notes and get details about this episode and all the past episodes at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at ajoyfulgirlknits at gmail.com, catch me on Ravelry as a joyful girl, or follow me on Twitter as a joyful girl maid. 
Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you soon. Pray to God I see headlights I made it down the coast in 17 hours Picking me a bouquet dogwood flowers And I'm hoping for Riley I can see my baby tonight So rock me mama like a wagon wheel Rock me mama any way you feel plays a guitar, a big banjo now. All oh, North Country winners keep forgetting me, and I lost my money playing poker, so I had to up and leave. But I ain't a turn it back. Lula don't laugh no more. So rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel. Rock me, mama, any way you feel. Hey. I caught a trucker out of Philly, had a nice long toke. But he's headed west from the Cumberland Gap, a Johnson City, Tennessee. And I gotta get a move on before the sun. I hear my baby calling my name, and I know that she's the only one. And if I die in Raleigh, at least I will die free. So wreck me, mama, like a wagon wheel. Rack Train.